Guys, I'm Chris Schott. We have Lisa Lanier on the line. She is our official attorney of this program. She's president of the Lanier Law Group. She's the best in the business, and she joins us for a segment we call Lawyer Up. Inside at least three legal cases, more than that today. Hello, Lisa. How you doing? Hey, I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Doing very well, thank you. A quick thing we touched on earlier, the Nebraska Cornhucker... Excuse me. Sorry. Apologies. That's my fault. That's my fault. I almost said the Nebraska Cornhuckers, and I (laughs) caught myself. Excuse me. Hucker fans will know that they want to play, and eight members of the football team are suing the Big Ten because the Big Ten made the decision to cancel the season. College football is such a mess right now. The governing body, the NCAA, won't say anything. They've talked about playing in the spring. But these eight Nebraska football players say it's damaging their future because they want to be in the NFL, and they're not being allowed to play, and they want to play. So do these Cornhucker players win? Or are they out of huck? <laughs> they're they're out of huck. <laughs> yeah, they are out of huck. I'm yeah. afraid. Yes. They have. Yeah, you know, there's um, it's this is a very trying time, and these these institutions are doing the best that they can, and they're following their protocols. And you know, no matter what they do, people are going to be upset whether they you know have the season and everybody gets sick and they have to shut it down with a bunch of illness in two weeks or whatever, or they cancel it. Either way. They're making people mad on on all sides, and they're just facing a lot of a lot of these kinds of accusations from both sides in different states, depending on what they're doing. And they're protected. You know, they followed the protocol. What the players are set, are claiming is that they haven't shown that they followed the procedures that are in place, but uh, apparently they did. And um, th- there was a vote, and uh, it was you know it was down. It was almost unanimous to uh, to postpone the season. And the other issues here are that they're claiming these contract rights that college players typically have not been found by the courts to possess, that it's not a privity of contract for you to play college football or any college sport, and that one, not the type of contract that, that you think of in a you know negotiated arm's length. It's kind of the whole point of amateur sports is you're, you're sort of doing it for fun, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not, you're not doing it for money, and so... They're saying that they don't have those kinds of contract rights that you would have, like if it was a professional, you know, situation with professional football, that sort of thing, where you lots more legal rights come into play. So I think they lose on a number of counts. But you know, these these leagues, I think, including this one, that you know, they're looking at maybe even out. Well, I think the last thing I read was maybe January, mm-hmm. starting in January. Yep, but I've heard two or three different months for the Big Ten. Yeah. Now the SEC and the ACC are getting ready to go, mm-hmm. as is NFL football. Yeah. I had my first fantasy draft last night, Lisa. In case you didn't hear. Objection. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> well, I just... I Objection, <laughs> Your Honor. There's only one person that cares about that. Sustained. <laughs> I didn't enjoy Lisa's lethargic, it's on for you. It's on. Yeah. It's on. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, team. Yeah, it's all yeah. happening. It's all sports. happening, I'm sure. It's, it, it's happening. Uh, this is not coronavirus related, but a woman in New York is suing a potential Tinder date for sending a racy picture that she sent him to her father. Let me uh, back Mm. it down for you here. Apparently, she and this guy connected last August on Tinder and discussed having a threesome with his girlfriend. Now, they didn't know each other. They spoke on the phone. This is the before times. This is before times. Yes, this is way back. They spoke on the phone for several months and exchanged erotic photographs, each sent to each other, including one in which the young lady's genitals were exposed. Uh, She then backed out of the threesome, saying she had cold feet, didn't feel right about it, didn't want to do it. The following day, she says that he 
threatened that he's going to send that photo out unless she had the threesome. She said, I'm not going to do it. Her father received the picture sent to his email Mm. inbox. So her father sees a racy nude picture of his daughter's genitals, and now she's suing the man for a million dollars defamation charges. I'm going to tell you what I think about this. I think once you send that picture out, it's he can send it to anybody he wants. Am I right on this, Lisa? No, you're not right about that. All he right. cannot do that. Okay. Yeah, right. and poor dad. You know, the, the guy sent it to the dad's work email. How do you get your your mm. tender possible threesome's dad's work email? I mean, I guess I guess they talked about their families enough that yeah. that he could piece it together. Yeah. But uh, poor dad's out there poking his eyeballs out because he can't unsee <laughs> that. Tell but, me about it. Wow, wow, wow. Tell me. About Let's it. hope. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if you went the other route? Hey, Bob. Oh like yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Send more, LOL. Oh, God. Well, that's backfired. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. Yeah, let's hope not. That's how he should handle it. Yeah. yeah. Then it would backfire on the mm-hmm. guy. This came off the rails, Lisa. Apologies. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Continue. Continue, please. Yes. The, uh, under under New York law, it is actually a crime. Uh, revenge porn became a crime fairly recently, I think within the last year or so, because it's so common. Mm-hmm. So New York has this law that, you can actually do up to a year in prison for disseminating nude photos of your ex or your potential or whatever, whoever texted them to you um, in this kind of a scenario. And um, so he also faces these civil damages. Apparently, I don't think she's gone and pressed charges. She could mm-hmm. and try to send him to jail. She's just going after civil damages, which she would also be entitled to. It's a privacy cause of action that falls under defamation where he's disseminating private information yeah. about her that was not intended for public disclosure so yeah he's he will lose here hmm. it's interesting because it does you know to me i, I get it because revenge porn is such a big thing now and it's terrible yeah. but, but once you send me the photo it seems like that's my photo and you've given it to me it's like a gift you know uh-huh. and then i really with any other photo you think you could just do it any way you want i mean not not to bribe somebody and say hey look what i've got or you know i'm going to send this but if you just send it, to, is, is it different if I get it and just show it to my buddies? Not to try and say, not to try and say, either do this threesome with me or I'll send it. I just want my buddies to see what my girlfriend looks like naked. Yeah, I think that would be a different situation. I mean, it's a, a little bit of a, it's not as massive a publication. I think technically, by the letter of these laws, the redisclosure could get you in trouble. But I don't think you would see it in those kind of situations. It's more where it's just used, like in this revenge mass dissemination or or a targeted dissemination to embarrass someone. And, you know, I mean, no doubt these women that send pictures of their, you know, yeehaws are stupid. I mean, it's just yeah. stupid. But but there is some protection. Of course it's it. stupid. There's hoo-hahs all over the place. Yeah. They shouldn't be sending them. There right. Are. It's ridiculous. And once it's out there, man, you don't know what's going to happen. You ain't getting it, it back. It's, it's yeah. awful. At what age? you got kids my kid's age, Lisa. At what age are you going to talk to them about this? Oh, I've, I've already talked to him about Me it. Me too. Me too. I mean, we've had, we've had that conversation. I was trying you to trick never you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was uh, trying to trap you in yeah. that. Of course, you've already had that conversation. It's the old adage well, about a barn door. Do Obviously. Middle school. <laughs> yes. You know, at, at middle school age, they have to start talking. There are middle schoolers doing that. And, mm. I mean, we've we've known kids, you know, in uh, in school with our kids who have asked for or sent pictures of their penises or whatever. I mean, it's crazy. Middle school. God. And they've all got a phone. You know, they all got a phone. Of course they do. Of course they do. Gracious alive. Speaking of which. (laughs) Indeed. Gracious. (laughs) Uh, Similar thing here. A woman in Indiana. She's flooded with calls to her cell phone after Walgreens accidentally shared her number 
and said, call this number to get tested for coronavirus. The woman started getting about 100 calls a day with people wanting her to make an appointment for a COVID-19 test. And so she is trying to get that stopped. When you search the web for COVID-19 drive through testing in that state, a photograph of the store comes up and her personal phone number on the Walgreens <laughs> website. At least it did. So now the phone number is incorrect and the Walgreens store that's offering it is no longer open. And so her phone just keeps getting blown up every day. Mm. What's the best thing she can do? Just change her number at her own expense or uh, in her own time? Or can she somehow get out of this with Walgreens? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, once something like that is published, even after they try to take it down, it, the redisclosure that's already happened on the Internet is powerful. And the way uh, Google and other search engines will capture old information and, and it'll stay out there for a long time, potentially. So, yeah, I think I mean, I think her best from a personal standpoint, her best recourse is to change her phone, number, which nobody wants to do. People hang on to their phone numbers for decades. But, um, you know, she could potentially have legal recourse against them because, again, it's kind of a redisclosure of private information you know in a healthcare setting she gave her private information to walgreens and they inadvertently put it out there because i think she was a, a customer i think yeah. that's where yeah. how, you know how they got it it wasn't just an accidental like you know positioning of the numbers on the ad or something i mean it was it was hey this was a customer's number and uh, so i do think you know she could potentially have a similar cause of action to where these people are, you know, like a disclosure of private information type action. That happens sometimes with banks when they do a public disclosure of someone's financial information and that sort of thing. But I doubt this is going to rise to that level. I think she'll probably just change her number and move on, I would think. Yeah, I guess that's the best thing that she can do. It's really, really What a pain, though. If you're you're famous or really popular and somebody gets your number and Mm -hmm. just exploits it out there, puts it out there, I mean, it's on you to have to change it, right? How many times in your life do you have to do that? I wonder. Change your number. Was- well, there there have been some celebrities who, when their when their personal phone numbers have been released like that, they have sued over it. Particularly where it was like a you know a tabloid type thing that tried to release it. But here, just a private citizen. I mean, she yeah. probably won't take legal action about it. Probably can't afford to take legal action about it. There is a feature. I don't know if she's an Apple user, but there's a feature where you can at least uh, you can send all calls that are not in your contact directly to voicemail. So at least it won't ring. Oh. And then you know she could leave a. She could leave a message on her voicemail saying, hey, this is not Walgreens. You know, so maybe she could keep the number and do huh. something like that. I, I love that feature. Oh, you love that You feature. know about it. Heck yeah. I love it, too. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Going right. So when you get a spam call, it goes right to your voicemail. It, your phone doesn't ring. So yeah, you're, you like, don't, you're never bothered this? with it. Not yeah, it never even call. rings. Oh, if it's not in your contacts. It's not in your contacts. It could so, be anything. So right. if you're waiting for your handyman to call you, you don't have his number in your contacts. He won't, you won't get you it. You won't get the call. Yeah. that's that. You will. You'll get the voicemail. Yeah. That part's a pain, but what you get used to doing pretty quickly is you tell people, text me before you call. Uh, and that way you can quickly save the number. So if you, you know, if you meet your new handyman and you say, hey, text me before you call so I can make sure my, my phone will accept your call. You make a it's note a great- here, make a little note. Remove Chris Kelly from context. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> oh, I didn't get that message. That's just how it is. Uh, Interesting. I'm chasing your phone. I know. <laughs> Won't work for me, though, because when I get potential spam, I always answer because I'm I'm so lonely in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like peanut butter? <laughs> I like peanut butter. <laughs> when it Literally, when it says potential spam, I was like, all right. Do you like not? the television show Friends? I got a few minutes. I'll do. <laughs> sure, I do love going on cruises. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 